Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Programme. Today is day 41, meaning we're in Exodus 31 and 32, Romans 5 and then Psalm 18. As we begin to look at our Old Testament passage, we have a clear reminder today that the Lord seeks for us to keep the Sabbath. Now, many people will take this in many different ways. But what is clear in verse 13, the Sabbath is a day for the Lord to sanctify his people. It is a day where we are entirely focused on God, not distracted by our work or this world, but entirely given over to the Lord and the worship of his name. Our aim is not to do as little as possible. Rather, our aim is to be in the presence of God, learning from him, being encouraged by him and hearing his voice in our lives. When was the last time you had one of those days? No distractions, just you and Jesus. It might be good for you to set that time out this week. While God was setting out all of these holy commands before Moses, the people had grown impatient. They couldn't see Moses and had no signal of what was going on, so they decided to ditch Moses and the Most High God for their own God, a man-made God for them to worship. And I want you to note the small g here. This is a man-made idol, not big g, the God and the creator of this world. Aaron, in his weakness, caves into the people's demands and makes the golden calf. Clearly, we see that Moses and God are angered, yet also clearly the Lord shows mercy in sparing the people. What we see here is the picture of the wrath of God and the mercy of God. In looking at chapter 32, I want to point out two things to you. We so desperately need leaders that are willing to stand against sinful actions, even if those actions are within the family of God. Secondly, we need leaders like Moses, who are willing to go to God and plead on the people's behalf. Essentially, when seeking new leaders for the church, we seek not the popular, but the faithful servant who will stand true to the word of God. Church leadership teams are to serve God and his purposes, not the people and their desires. Let's head into our Romans passage and we really have a wonderful chapter. We learn from what we have come from to the wonderful blessings we find through Jesus Christ. Verse 1, we've been justified through faith. Our sins are forgiven through faith in Jesus. We're blessed with righteousness from Jesus, which brings peace before God. We no longer fear the wrath of God, nor live life in guilt, but we live at peace, knowing the creator God has welcomed us into his family. I love how Paul reminds us that Jesus didn't come to die for the righteous or even a good man, but for sinners like you and me. At just the right time, Jesus came while we were still sinners and died for the sake of our freedom from sin. Ever since Adam, we have been tarnished with wicked hearts and sinful intentions. Adam brought death to the world. But through Jesus, whom we can call the second Adam, life is brought to the world. And I truly love verse 17. And let me just read it for you. For if, because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Isn't that wonderful? Through Jesus, we have a free gift of righteousness and life. A word of encouragement today. In finding Jesus, know with deep conviction that he has brought your life, a life to live to the full, a life of righteousness, a life at peace with God. It is a life marked by joy, for once you were lost, but now you are found. It is a life that speaks of the wonderful transformation that comes from the cross of Christ. 
So a challenge for you today. Do you reflect this life in this season? Never, and I repeat, never let this world tarnish, colour or break down the hope you have in Jesus. Stand strong, stand confident, for through the one man Jesus Christ, life is given that nobody can ever take away from you. Finally, let's look at Psalm 18. It is likely that David wrote this psalm to be given in a public ceremony, recounting the goodness of God so that all could hear. In the introductory couple of verses, we see the confidence that David has in the Lord. He is his rock, fortress, deliverer, shield, stronghold and salvation. And notice the strength element in each of these words. It is the Lord that has upheld David. It is the Lord's strength that has protected him from his enemies. David sums it all up in verse 31. For who is God but the Lord? How would you describe your relationship with God? Who is he to you? As you answer that question, look back and try to understand why you think that way. What has God done or not done to make you view him in this way? Is your relationship shaped by the God of the Bible or the God in your experience over the last few years? For David, the God of the Bible shaped his experience and his experience took him back to the God of the Bible. It's interesting. He notes that God is his salvation. Is that how you would describe God? Let me pray for you as we close today. Father, we thank you that you can be that stronghold that protects us, that saves us. And we praise you for sending Jesus at that right moment to save us from our sins. Father, we praise you for the life that we now have, that we can live to the full in freedom and in peace because you sent your son, Jesus. We pray that we would reflect that joy in our daily lives. Father, let us not be like the people of this Old Testament passage who grew impatient to know what would happen the next day. Father, help us rest upon you and know that you're in control. Father, keep us faithful today, we pray. Amen.